Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, including our own, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes? Then let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the 10th episode. And this week, we're covering a big one, Becca, right? We're talking about company culture. Company culture. You hear that all the time, right? Like, I want a good culture. I need to figure out the right culture. And that's that's totally Asha's story that we're going to share with you here today. So do you want to hear it? Mm, of course. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. So Asha has really been through the ringer in her career. So she is she's a mom. She has two kids. She has a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. And we'll talk about them a little bit more in a second here, too. But what Asha is dealing with is toxic culture. And she was in a work environment. She's an accountant. Um, she was in a work environment that was really filled with micromanagement mm. and distrust and those like snarky comments that are oh, super yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So Asha left that job and because of culture. And she found an, her next job at, a, at another company. A friend had recommended that, yeah, come work for this company. It's better. Great. So she felt a big burden was off her shoulders when she made that choice. Mm. She sort of wanted to escape. She wanted to escape. <laughs> and it was kind of the first escape route that she saw. Right. So she hopped on it. Six months later, her company was bought by another company. Oh, please. Yes, I know. So the company culture started to shift again. It was a bigger company culture. The culture changed for the worse. So poor Asha is sitting here being like, I just left another company. I I don't necessarily I don't want I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to mm. keep jumping. I have my kids at home I'm trying to figure out all of their stuff. Now I need to jump again. That's super stressful. So when I do make this next change, how do I make sure that it's the right culture fit for me? How am I going to make sure that this company is going to respect me as a parent and as a professional? It's going to give me opportunities for growth. Ideally, she wants to stay there for the next five years or so to give her some stability because at home, things are tough. One of her kids has special needs. She's doing a lot outside well, of work, too. She has a lot on her plate. She does. Sure. She needs a company culture that is well aligned. So that's where she's at right now. How does she figure that out? Hmm. So that's her priority. Her priority is culture. She really likes, from a role perspective, she's a great accountant. She's super analytical, very detail-oriented. It's aligned with her skill set. But her top priority is finding a, the right company culture. So this seems shiny, uh, but we talk a lot about company culture. But how do you actually make sure that you ask the right questions mm -hmm. to find those companies that are really authentically Mm -hmm. good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? Is yeah. how do I actually do this? And the first part of it is acknowledging that a culture search is important to you. The second part, before we even go looking for it, we need to go know what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So what does good culture actually look like? It means a different thing for, for everyone. Yes, because yeah. even you and I sitting here, we might think about good culture as slightly different things. I think we're going to have some similarities mm. uh, based on our, our kids' ages and our personalities. 
but there are going to be things that are different. So mm-hmm. for someone actually having a, a company culture that has the ping pong tables and the bar <laughs> on the bottom level, like I know moms, I'm going to say, I, I know moms who really love that company culture. Mm, providing food. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, the ice cream bar. <laughs> it's fun. They're enjoying that element of it. Like it's super interpersonal and at home, they're they're kind of they're stressed out with a lot of stuff that's happening at home. So when they're at work, it's kind of nice to have that element of company culture. So you're gonna he- hear that talked about sometimes, like, oh, like our company has the ping pong tables or the bean bags, mm. and some people are gonna roll their eyes and say like, oh, cool, you have bean bags. Other people are gonna mm. say like, you know what? Actually, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I think yeah. we need to respect that good culture can be different things to different people. Yeah. Some of these companies even have like childcare in the building. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There, there's so many different elements that you could consider of good company culture. So it means a different thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. So you have to first establish what are your criterias in terms of a good culture. So once exactly. you've done that, um, I guess you do a really targeted research to find those yep. companies, mm-hmm. right? So for Asha, what we really had to sit down and do is say, okay, if culture is the big question, let's break down culture into something that is really meaningful and tangible so that you can ask those good questions. So one thing that I asked her is, okay, definitely the micro, the micromanagement has been a problem in the past. What's the positive opposite of that? When you think about the bad elements of company culture that you've experienced before, that's the easier thing that comes to mind, right? I was like, what was the bad in the culture. Mm. Let's just go there. Let's talk about what the bad parts were. But then what is the positive opposite of that that you would like to experience? So when she heard, when she remembered her experience with this micromanager who was always over her shoulder, Ugh. she, yeah, it's just like yeah. gross, not fun. Um, the positive opposite of it was that she wanted to have trust from her manager some trust and autonomy. Those were key culture elements for her. Another one, she talked about the, the snarky comments, right? People just like kind of talking behind each other's backs and like not really having open conversation, but just kind of like putting that's, each other down. That's a nightmare. Yeah. It, it really is. It's, it's Poor Asha. super gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people I'm sure have experienced some of that. Yes. I, I have to say I, I did experience mm. this as a young lawyer. Uh, you know, I've worked for a few different firms, but... One of them, I've stayed for like, I think I've stayed for two months because I just... Oh, it was wanted, that bad, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to find a way to escape. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Was it some of that snarky comment stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, like so, some some places when you're in the, the law world are a bit competitive, especially when you're a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, it's awful. Yeah. So what was the positive opposite for Asha? And let's talk about what the positive opposite was for you, too. Well, I think I, it's bring it in. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the positive thing is that I've experienced it and I knew what I didn't want. Yeah. Uh, I knew that I wanted a, it was a small, smaller firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew that I wanted sort of this mentorship mentality. Mm. So I wanted a bigger place where there's like this um, sort of structure. Yeah. About newcomers that you have like a mentor to help you out not to hold your hand through all this but sort of an, a better onboarding process uh-huh so yeah oh i love that as an example mm. of what a positive opposite of snarky comments because just saying i don't want snarky comments <laughs> is not as helpful <laughs> right, as right. saying i want a mentorship culture where people aren't 
as competitive and jabbing each other, but instead they're trying to lift each other up. Mm -hmm. That's much easier to look for than Mm. saying, I just don't want snarky comments. How do you ask a question in an interview? How do you but, sit in an interview and say, so? So do you make snarky comments to each other? They're not going to answer you. Honestly, they don't even know how to answer that question. But when you take something like a, do you have a mentorship culture? How do you think about onboarding your employees? How do you promote each other's successes and share mm. wins? Those are just really great, interesting questions that are going to get you the same answers. Wow about about the culture. So when we talk about resources to first identify those companies that you're going to reach out to, mm-hmm. um, do you have any, I'm sure you have a lot of resources that we oh, can yeah. look for. So uh, what did you do with Asha? Yeah. So once Asha figured out some of these key elements for her, so she wanted more of that autonomy and trust. Um, for her, the snarky comments was about competition. So she wanted an environment that just wasn't as competitive. It was more collaborative. Um, She also wanted parental benefits, too. She wasn't planning on having any more kids herself, but she saw that as a value of the organization, that if they were giving parental leave, Mm. that they were actually respecting birthing and non-birthing parents and the process of parenthood uh, Mm. and all that was going to entail. So those are some of the factors that she was looking for. What she needed to do next is say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. How can I go find it? So that's when she reached out to the community. Yes, that's when she, exactly. So those are the, she had a, first of all, she had a clear ask. I'm looking for a company, I'm looking for a role, another accounting role where I can utilize X, Y, and Z skills. These are the factors of company culture. How much easier is it to put that out into a community like the Career Clarity community and say, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm looking for. Do folks have recommendations uh, about companies that- That's the bonus that you get in the Career Clarity program because- you, they have the coach, you, mm-hmm. but they also have like this group of amazing parents who are going through the, the professionals who yes. are going through the same things and yeah. that can give her an extra feedback and other resources yeah. as well. So and that's, support. Mm-hmm. that's exactly why I kind of just want to put a plug for a community um, as, as part of this, because we could list off some websites and let's go ahead and do it here in a second about places that you can start to look mm-hmm. for a target list of companies. But when you can ask really good questions of a community and put forth what you are looking for with mm. clarity, you're going to get some good recommendations. Yeah. And Asha actually did she because she was open to remote or, or hybrid. She didn't want to be fully in the office, but she wanted um, either remote or hybrid. We had some other people who were uh, – a lot of folks actually right now in the community are California-based. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there were good recommendations for – other companies that they had, their friends had worked for, or their sister-in-law had worked for. You know what? That actually really sounds like my sister-in-law's company. So she was able to kind of pull some suggestions hmm. from that that community, asking those questions. It's it's networking in this safe environment mm-hmm. at first, and then you practice all your your research and your skills, and then you can go out there and find those yep. really targeted places. Yep. So that's my first big thing is Mm. get clear on what you're looking for so that you know how to ask your people for it. Whether it's your people in in the career clarity community or your friends and your family, when you have a clear ask for them, it's so much easier for them to help you. The second piece of it is resources, right? So how do you look for 
look for these companies. So I've probably mentioned a couple of these websites in the past, but I'm going to go ahead and list them out again. Yeah. Uh, so websites like The Muse, websites like People First Jobs, websites like Fairy God Boss, uh, Glassdoor. You can, there's actually another one, Culture 500 too, which is um, a collaboration between Glassdoor and MIT, which is another cool one. There's a lot of these websites because we're realizing more and more how important culture is to individual success, your professional development, your personal happiness. Retention. Too. And retention, it's yeah. from both sides. Yeah. From both sides, exactly. Great point. And so there are these resources, these websites that you can go to to focus in on companies who share your same culture values. So that's one place to look. You can look at those websites to build out your target list. You can ask your people in your community that whatever community it is that you have access to, um, come hang out with us in the Career Clarity community. I'll give that invitation to you right now. Um, but asking your people with clarity and finding, you, knowing what search terms and things you want to look for um, are the two big things for from a research perspective. And then you take it to the next level with the questions. Yeah. So once you've identified those shiny companies that seem like a great fit in terms of the culture, how how do you really investigate and ask the good questions to mm -hmm. know what they're really about? Yeah. Because sometimes the description seems amazing, but once you sort of get in um, and get a sneak peek, you realize that it's good on paper, uh -huh. but you want it to actually be th true. Yeah. Marie, I'm so glad you used that word shiny too, because I, I like to use that terminology like shiny object mm -hmm. syndrome that like, <laughs> you picture the little fish and like seeing something. Oh, that's shiny. Mm. Let's go. Let's go over there. And because they want to be attractive. but Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe companies are going to say that these are the elements of their culture. But how do you make sure that those are real? And that's exactly your question. How do you make sure those things are real? I think because you now have a list of what good culture looks like to you, you can ask much better questions. Hmm. And you can ask these questions in an interview process. You can ask them, ideally, in an informational interview process. So before you even invest too much more time in this company, hmm. reaching out, talking with people who have worked there before, people who are working there currently, and asking them really specific questions. Hmm. Don't ask the question, what's the culture like? No. That's going to sound weird for me to say. You're probably going to be like, well, why? <laughs> well, because uh, they're going to say the same things that's uh -huh. written in the the job posting. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to say, well, we, we're, we, we're a collaborative environment. <laughs> we uh, respect our employees. We have shared values. Like, okay. Okay. So <laughs> let's say for a parent perspective, uh -huh. if... My goal, and I think that was Asha's goal too, to respect her her as a parent. Mm -hmm. So let's say she doesn't want to work after like 5 mm -hmm. p.m. Yep. How do you effectively ask that question during an interview? Yeah. Yep. So one way, you can, a couple different ways you can ask this question. And then one thing you can also look for as part of the process. Um, so a couple ways you can ask. One is to say, what is the typical... What, what does the typical work day look like? Mm -hmm. When are you when, like when are you typically starting? When do you wrap up? And that is a very common general question, but you're listening for the answers. And if they're not actually giving you specifics, you might need to press on it okay. a little bit more. Uh, you can also ask about how how success is measured in the role. Mm. 
Mm, I like that. Yeah. So I like that one. It's even more specific than what the day looks like because you want to understand, is it FaceTime success, like being there and being present? Um, or is it, you know what, success is measured. We have really clear objectives. We have clear um, KPIs that we're trying to hit. Mm, I wish they all did. Yes. That's and, great. And if we, if you hit those, great. We don't necessarily care when or where you're doing your work. We just want to make sure that you're hitting those KPIs and that you're having open conversations with your manager about if you're hitting any roadblocks or if you need support in, in reaching those KPIs. That's what success looks like to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like a green flag instead of a red flag when you're hearing that sort of comment. Rather than saying, yeah, we have kind of big, vague team goals and we're working towards them. And uh, that's not giving you as much specifics. Uh, Mm -hmm. A company that has been able to share more specifics about how success is actually measured and how they think about reaching their goals, that's going to just get to more of this point about respecting your time and helping to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. But that's the other thing you can ask about too is – Maybe not. Maybe aren't just asking like, what does work life balance like? Do, does your company support work life balance? Kind of too vague. Um, but you can yeah. ask someone, what is your what is your experience been? I, I noticed that work life balance was a key value of the company. What has yeah. your experience been um, in that value being implemented throughout the organization? Oh, that's good. That's good. So give me an example of an answer that would come out. Yeah. That's good for for Asha. Mm -hmm. Uh, So something Asha might want to be listening for is to say, yes, work-life balance is definitely something that's really key to to me, key to our whole company. My manager or the director of this department really models that value. Um, He is like signing offline at five o'clock. He's not sending emails hmm. later into the evening. There's really clear boundaries. Or the this this manager, she leaves for, leaves the office every day at at four thirty, or signs off her virtual workplace every day at four thirty, hmm. um, because and she and she lets us know like I I leave at this time because I'm going to get my kids and then I will be online a little bit later in the evening, but I do not expect a response back after hours? That's such a good question to ask. We live in a world where boundaries are a little blurred Mm -hmm. uh, with all that technology. And yes, that's such a great answer to look for. Yeah. Um, It's just what she got. Yeah. So so the other things that she like, I just want to mention a couple things that she could also look for too, Mm. in addition to asking the questions. She can look to see when they actually are emailing her. Uh, when they're emailing her to set up ah, these the interview process, yeah, look at their signatures. Sometimes signatures will actually say, I don't expect to receive a response outside of business hours. Or if you're receiving this response outside of business hours, like don't, don't expect to, I don't need a response mm. right away. I've actually seen that in the signatures. And that's a key indicator of values of the organization. If it's actually part there in the email signature, so wow. that's one thing to look for. Um, I just want to add in, addi- in addition yeah, to yeah, the yeah. questions. Yeah, read those signatures. Yeah, till the end. Uh, so Asha had to do a little bit of digging. She had a good list to start from. She ran into some roadblocks. I mean, there were some companies that she asked these questions of, and they got a little cagey. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, like <laughs> they didn't. They just didn't have great answers." Um, but where she ended up really focusing in was with the companies and the people that had really clear direct answers to these questions and were able to say you know what yes every every summer we have Fridays we have our Fridays off and that's really fully off like uh, every when stuff comes up 
it's a fully family first, like figure out what you need to figure out and someone else is going to, is going to pick up for you. We just, we do that with it for each other. Um, whether that mm. is something going on with your kids or with your aging parents or with your friends or your dog. I think it wasn't just about parenthood. Mm. It was about being able to care for the people in your life. That was a key element of their culture and people were able to give examples uh, mm. of how that was played out. So she was able to find a great company. They exist. These companies are real. Mm. And I know they seem like unicorns, but they're real. And Mm. she was able to find a great company in California in a hybrid role with a manager that she asked really good questions of to make sure it was the right manager Mm -hmm. for her who was more had more of that trust, gave her more autonomy. And overall, the company culture was more parent, caregiver, people outside of work friendly. I love that Asha followed all these steps to find the perfect fit mm-hmm. for her. But I remember you shared um, an image that I love about a beautiful house with a beautiful door. But once you get in, it stinks. <laughs> the stinky <laughs> house image. Yes, yeah. this is a big one. And I talk about this a lot when it comes to resume writing. But I think it's, it's really relevant here, too, because we spend so much time perfecting this really fancy key that resume to try to open a door to get to the other side but if you spend all that time up front (laughs) trying to perfect your key to open the door to get into the other side Mm. but then the house ends up stinking oh my gosh there's been so much time that you've used on the on the front end it's like waving the inspection when you buy a new house yes yeah that (laughs) That is such such a good point i think that's the best way to leave this conversation is make sure that you're asking the questions to make sure that the house doesn't stink don't wave the inspection in your job search in your career it's way too important to find the right house for you Thanks for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to beccacarnahan.com slash free training for a free training on how to land a fulfilling job you love without giving up the flexibility you need. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner.